Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Um, I do appreciate you taking the time to do this. So first things first, just want to check in with you. How's your day going so far? Uh, it's pretty good, you know. I uh, Monday is kind of like my uh, regular person Sunday, so I get to sleep in and I uh, kind of uh, get kind of a chill day and just kind of in the studio right now and doing some content creating. You know, I do a lot of my filming on Mondays and... Uh, you know, just stuff like that. So that's kind of what I'm up to today. It's not so much a day off then. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> I guess so. But to me, to me, when I can just chill out and do my own work on my own stuff, that's like kind of a day off for me, you know? Absolutely. It's fantastic. Um, well, a few weeks into 2024, just over two weeks, in fact, have you been keeping busy? Uh, yeah, you know, I have just a couple like random projects. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm in between, uh, you know, in the video game world with my composing job, which is kind of like my, uh, you know, I, I guess I would call it my main gig, but it's kind of like a, a part a bit, bit more than a part time gig. So I'm in between projects right now. So this is the time where I just kind of catch up on other little uh, things that I've been doing with people. So like, uh, for example, I'm like mixing and mastering a song for somebody um i'm uh you know and just uh little things like that also just writing some stuff and getting things ready for uh my own band and things like that so you know basically in a continuation i guess from what you've been doing last year and so on it just keeps rolling on new year just means more stuff and hopefully more exactly. stuff coming up never never stops never stops really you know well, when you're looking to the year just gone, 2023, when you reflect on that year as a whole, are you satisfied with what you kind of managed to accomplish that year, last year in your professional life? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was uh, it was a pretty crazy year um, all in all. It was like uh, I did a lot of different gigs and I my one of my original bands started kind of picking up and we got management and booking agent and all that stuff. And uh, I also had like this social media extravaganza where I just started taking off kind of on my Instagram page. So I've been like motivated to do things, you know, like I said, like I'm filming videos today, like I've been motivated to do things like that. So 2023 was definitely like a turning point. I also was in a living situation and moved uh, to a new state and all that moved in with my girlfriend. So big life change and all that. So, uh, so it definitely was a, was a, a turning point type of year for me, I would say, you know, how how did you keep your head together? There's a lot of spinning plates there. Yeah, totally, totally. It was a lot. Uh, but I'm like one of those guys that just likes to uh, take on a lot of things. I think I think people know know that I always uh, take on way more than I can handle mm. and never ask for help and all that. You know, that's the kind of. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's just to me, I like keeping busy is kind of like a key of life to me. You know, I just like it's it helps me uh stay like energized and focused and if i'm sitting around doing nothing and just like sitting on the couch or it's like i feel like lost I've, i'll become a total like what am i doing i gotta do you know I, I have one of those brands constantly moving and all that so i like to just channel it into just getting stuff done you know so you almost make it sound like boredom for yourself would almost be a dangerous thing oh yeah that's like that's like hell to me is being bored to death you know you must have you must have those moments where you are able to switch off is there something you do something you manage to kind of be able to just switch off yeah so and actually this this past year has been very uh 
good for me in that and that I've picked up kind of like in the morning I'll uh you know and I used to do this and I kind of fell off of it and uh you know we go through as musicians we kind of go through these mental ups and downs I think and uh so for a long time I wasn't really I was I was just so focused on gigs and working and finding jobs and blah blah blah, blah. I wasn't like focused on my own mental health and all that so this past year I really got into like I'll wake up in early in the morning and like do some breathing and some meditating. And I just started like kind of doing, I'm a very, very beginner, but I started like experimenting with yoga and stuff. And, uh, but I like to exercise too. So I've, I've been the last year, I've just been like really pushing myself to like wake up, you know, let's try to wake up at 8 a.m., 8.30, 9 a.m., even if it's nine, whatever. And just like work out for 45 minutes before I do before I get on my phone and look at my emails and my Instagram. So that's very like helpful for me. Uh, and it's totally changed my perspective in a, in a good way for sure. So. That's fantastic. It does sound like you've got a nice healthy balance going on right now. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, feels that way. Well, again, right. So stick into 2023 and that year and a whole, do you have any personal specific highlights of uh, what you accomplished that year? Oh yeah. Tons. I mean, uh, the biggest one is that I put out my first solo album, which I had never done. I've always worked with bands and collaborated with other musicians, which of course I love to do, but I've always, since I was like a teenager and started the music journey, I've always wanted to make my own kind of solo album and be like a solo, have a solo career, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, so that 2023 was kind of like me launching that um, idea, you know, so I released a full album uh, and I released a, uh, a single on top of that later, you know, about, I think six months after I put the album out. Um, so yeah, so those were two big milestones for me. And then um, also just all the stuff I was still also doing with the other bands and the video game projects I was working on. I mean, those are all big occurrences to me. And when they finish, it's like this big weights lifted off my shoulders and all that. So uh, those mm -hmm. are some of the big, big, big achievements, I would say, of last year, you know? Well, you mentioned it, so I'll go a little bit more into it. Of course, you did, as you said, release your debut solo album, Music That Makes No Sense, volume right. one. And then later in the year, at the end of the year, the new track, Elephant Battle. Are you happy with how both were received generally? Oh, yeah. Actually, the so the album, uh, the album kind of, uh, I released it before I had this little social media explosion. Um, and it was actually, it was one of the best responses I had gotten uh prior to you know that stuff um so I was very thrilled that like you know when I started promoting it and telling people hey I'm coming out with an album um and I think that there's something to uh you know I know that there's a lot of nonsense with Spotify and like I think at one point the CEO was saying that you should only release singles from now on or something like that you know um which I, I kind of like have this, I'm not sure if I believe that yet because mm. I've released singles and I've released albums. And when you release an album, it's like a big to-do. And I think more people kind of tune in to that and uh, you get a little more press and you get a little more like attention from releasing a bigger uh, project. And also I just love albums. I love how they flow and arc and all that. And I like the stories that are told within them. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, I think the response was generally pretty awesome. And uh I was I was quite happy with uh, how it was received. You know, I got a lot of comments, a lot of messages from friends and fellow musicians that said, uh, you know, they really enjoyed what I did. So can't beat that, you know. Absolutely. Did you notice a bigger or different response to Elephant Battle, considering that came after the social media explosion? Yeah. Um, 
it was i would say it was different because at that point uh people like like strangers were following me and strangers were commenting whereas previously it was mostly like i would say 80 70 to 80 percent people that i knew were uh responding to the video so in a way i got a little more of a response from the album uh and whereas the elephant battle definitely got a great response um which it's like two different kinds of responses i think you know it's like having having strangers that have never heard me before i mean that's like the greatest thing on earth you know that's all i've ever wanted is for strangers to be moved or touched mm. by my music and all that um but i will say elephant battle is definitely like a niche thing the album's a little more like listener friendly even though it's you know it's all instrumental music um but you know people like you know like my mom would listen to my album my mom probably wouldn't listen to elephant battle you know what i mean uh, <laughs> so there's that aspect of it um but yeah generally you know the response was was very good and and uh and and yeah i was very very happy with how the track came i mean most importantly i'm like you know the responses are are awesome and i i love the support and i love that people are listening to it but uh you know i'm always just in my head i'm making the music to hope for the hope that i'm happy with how it came out yeah. and, and i think i was pretty happy with how both those the album and the single came out uh, that single specifically i was i was very uh, happy with with the end product so yeah you want to love it first what's that you want to love it first yeah yeah exactly 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 of the two responses, the response to the album, response to Elephant Battle, the single, I have to ask, based really, I guess, on the social media side of things, which one felt more genuine to you? Hmm. Interesting. I, I'd have to say the album, probably. Uh, that was a, a, a more, um, you know, there was a lot of like congratulatory type of things. And people called me like, like a friend of mine, a keyboard player that I hadn't played with in like, you know, six or seven years just called me out of the blue and was just like dude i just listened to your album it's so sick like i love this track number four it's so awesome i'm just like oh yeah he puts it on in the background and he's rocking people you know we're facetiming and i'm like dude that's so awesome like it's that's amazing uh, and there's no reason for him to have to do that it's so no, not, it's at all, not at all not at all so that was definitely a more um uh i would say i guess a more genuine response you could say sure yep and do you think you've learned any lessons from both releases? I mean, in regards to, say, promotion and getting airplay and getting noticed um, outside of your own personal circles? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose, um, you know, the first album, I didn't uh, I didn't hire a publicist or anything. Um, and I just kind of uh, put it out there and hoped for the best. And because uh, it was also like this lingering, like, you know, some of the songs were very old on that. Like I had recorded them like 10 years ago and I rehashed them and revamped them and whatever. Um, so it was kind of like this. I just want to get this out and move on and create new music and get these old pieces that I've had like out into the world so I can mm. free my brain of them and, and create more stuff. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't really hire anyone for publicity and uh, but it still went pretty OK with it doing my own thing. And then Elephant Battle, I did hire a publicist. Shout out to my my man Tom over there who scheduled our interview. Uh, and that's really been awesome too, because that's like I, I haven't done a lot of these kind of interview situations, and I really like to do them, and it and it's fun for me, and I love to speak my mind about the music, and I'm glad that uh, interviewers like yourself are are somewhat interested in what I'm doing and all that. So it, it feels awesome to do this, and I, it's definitely uh, 
something that I want to do and plan to do more often is to uh, hire someone like Tom or, or a publicist to, uh, to do these kinds of things, you know, cause that mm. all these little micro interviews and stuff like that, they all add up and they all help in some way or another, you know? So. Well, yeah, it's just trying to get your name out there as much as humanly possible, particularly overseas and into, say, say where I'm in the UK and we're talking here right yeah. now and it's spreading your name as a chance just for people to get to know you and maybe check out exactly. say, a, sing a single on Spotify. Yep, yep, exactly. And and it's a real human interaction a lot of times these days. You, you know, I can't stand that, like, promote, get Spotify playlist, promote your out, do this, and you never talk to anyone. You just send an email or you pay 50 bucks and, like, you never know if anything it's like you know at least i know that i'm getting my money's worth by paying a publicist because i'm talking to another human in an interview right now <laughs> so, yes <so>. yes <laughs> that feels that a lot play. better to me than just giving some company 50 bucks that says they're gonna you know get me on a spotify playlist so but all that Spotify playlist and that stuff is uh, as annoying as it is it's almost part of the game now oh, so yeah, it's part of something of you have course. to play yeah. are you do you have a certain level of comfortability with that side of things, having to, you know, as you say, be social media savvy and understand algorithms and so on? Yeah, I mean, I don't deny that it's part of our uh, part of what we're dealing with right now. And uh, but, you know, to me, it's like and again, I, I only live from my experiences growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s and seeing how it's evolved with from Napster or from CDs or cassette tapes, blah, 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 and all that um so it's like i think you just have to change with the times because it's always been i mean music is so young it's like when you think about it rock and roll i mean it's only from the 50s you know that they could mm. or you know the 30 20s 30s is when they could actually make recordings so we're talking about something that's like barely even a century old yeah uh so there's constantly going to be technology that's you know changing and people have to adapt with, to it and uh it's uh i think it's just part of the business and you got to you got to learn you got to take it with a grain of salt too you know it's like you got to look out for the scams and all that and you got to uh you know just just again use your there's no shame in spending money on promoting yourself and and i think it's just about using it wisely in my opinion and how you do that um so yeah but there's a you know i, I was uh you know the guitar player bumblefoot you know him mm -hmm. So like he's from uh, plays of Guns N' Roses, I think. But I saw some quote from him the uh, on some page the other day, and it was just like you know all this stuff about how musicians are basically like merch salespeople and Spotify and all this stuff. And I was like a little, uh, you know, I I love the dude, I like his playing, and I I'm a I'm somewhat of a fan. But I was a little like, all right, he was you know kind of basically just complaining that Spotify like doesn't pay people enough. And it's like yeah, but we've known this for basically like over a decade at this point. So there's no need to complain about it now. It's like, you got to adapt. And yeah, if you got, it means you got to sell extra merch, go sell extra merch, you know? So <laughs> that's what you got to do, you know? Yeah, you're right. Complaining about Spotify and payments and stuff like that is very much screaming into the void these yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. There's no, there's no point, you know? Mm. Well, of course, um, you mentioned it already as well, but I want to re go over it again, making music, releasing it. That's just one of the many bows to your um many many strings to your bows so yeah, yeah. tell me what and this might be a bit unfair so by all means dance around if you want what aspect yeah. of your professional life be it your personal music teaching composing for other projects which of them do you find most creatively satisfying oh uh boy this is hard because i'm like such a jack of all trades so i mm. get i get enjoyment out of basically all of them um it's it's hard for me to say which i enjoy most i mean 
in in recording music there is a level of uh there's a level of like i don't want to say frustration but there's like a lot of uh, trial and error in recording, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of like, or like something, you know, something could just go wrong in the middle of a session, your computer freezes or something, you know, you never know with stuff like that. So there's, <laughs> there is this, always this, and also it's like, you know, you're a lot of times I'm working uh, with a producer or somebody that's basically got, you know, or do like I said, I was, you know, mixing and mastering a song for someone. So it's like, they ultimately have the end say I'm going back and forth forever. And I, I'm, you know, sometimes if you go back, you know, you can get in your head a little bit like, oh, they'll they should they'll really like this. And this is really awesome. And then you send it to them and they're like, oh, like that. No, that wasn't what I was thinking at all. Like, redo this, you know, and then you're like, oh, <laughs> so there's that kind of stuff that happens in the recording world, which I say will, uh, you know, again, it's it's you get used to it and all that. You get you got to have a little more patience. Um, but I guess my top, top passion is uh, live performance. I mean, I just love playing gigs. I love playing with my, a band interacting with others musically and uh doing the whole you know crowd experience and and we're all there to kind of share in the joy of music kind of thing and so that's where i get my most pleasure i would say although that also comes with its own can of worms there's all the traveling there's all the you know sleeping in uh in a van and blah blah mm. blah starving yourself uh <laughs> barely making any money because you're spending it all on expenses kind of thing so they each come with their uh set of things but the i would say the pleasure i get out of live performances is, is superior to that of when i finish a live tr a recorded track let's say you know so. but ultimately nothing you do ever feels like a job so to speak no definitely not i i feel like i'm so lucky to call myself a full-time musician you know and and uh you know i i sometimes and this is something i i like to expressed if you want we talk about it with our band all the time because it's like again you got to keep a, a fresh mental state with some of this stuff because we live in this like comparative world now with social media right where you see someone on social media and they're doing something that you would love to do or whatever and you can't do it you know so it's like sometimes i'll go you know and i fall down the rabbit hole and all that i go research guitar players and i'm like oh my god i can't believe they can play like that i wish i could do that or man they're so lucky they got to tour with this person or whatever you know so it's 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 wise to just kind of remind yourself of the things that you have every day you know so it's like the fact that i don't have to clock into a nine to five job and and i've figured out a way currently to just kind of live on my own and been doing it for you know what in my early 20s you know now i'm 37 but in my early 20s i would i i was anxious and nervous. I didn't even think I, I didn't even realize and looking back at it I realized how anxious and nervous I was because I didn't know like if I could do it if I could and now I've been doing it for you know 15 years and I'm like you know what if if there's a lack if there's a, a lack of gigs or a lack of work for a month or two I'm like you know what I've been through this it's been long enough that I know that I'll pull myself out of it and I'll find some gigs and I'll find work and I'll do whatever I got to do so I, I kind of look at it at it like a you know, it's just kind of like a fun life game. It's like, you know, life is way more interesting and, and exciting when you just kind of have to figure things out for the next couple months, as opposed to just going through the mundane, like wake up, 8 a.m., drive mm -hmm. to work, work nine to five, come home, eat dinner, go to watch some TV, go to, like, I couldn't, that's just, life's just not for me. Not that there's anything wrong with that life. I mean, I, there's a part of me that loves the routine and the consistency, but, uh, you know, I just- It's just uh, not for you. Yeah, it's just not for me. I'm just, you know, I'm a creative type. So that's, that's where I'm at, you know? 
Yeah, talking about um, being a creative type, perhaps one of the things I find uh, most interesting and in learning a lot about you in recent times is obviously the video game scores, the composing yeah. video game soundtracks. As a personal lover of that, a great game is made by its soundtrack a lot of the time. So I have to ask, where did that interest ever come to you? Was it was it something you were initially interested in? Or did you fall into it? Yeah, so uh, I would say video games, I... I guess it was a thought in my in the back of my mind, maybe, but I had always been uh, intrigued by film composing. You know, I always wanted to be like a film composer or not always. But once I like, uh, you know, I started playing music when I was like 14, 15. So probably by the time I was like 17, 18, when I had started taking legit lessons and playing in the high school jazz band and all that stuff, I start and starting to have these realizations of like, oh, wow. And then in college, I remember there was, you know, I took, uh, you know, I was a radio production major, so did the whole film thing. That was part of my final project was to make a, you know, a 20 minute long short film and all that. And uh, so that was uh, where I started to get into that. And I've always thought of like being a film composer, composing for visuals and all that. Mm. I just think that's one of the top, you know, there's just so much emotion behind those songs and or compositions, I should say. And uh, and it really, you know it's it's just so awesome to me i just love that so uh video games is like the next best thing to me i guess <laughs> i just kind of i sort of just fell right into it i mean i had it was a total kind of luck chance sort of situation where just this uh a buddy of mine who i had i'd met through uh the music scene in the northeast over here uh just through like music festivals met him at music festivals we formed some kind of a you know we didn't really know each other that well but we formed some fun musical relationship and he would sit in with my band and I would, you know, play with him every now and then. And uh, then I don't know, I'd never heard from the guy for like, you know, a couple of years. And then I don't know where he's like, Hey, I need a guitar player for a recording session. And I had no idea what the session was. And I was just like, yeah, I can do it. I'll come, come by. And I go to his place and he's like, here's what we're doing. We're recording a score for a video game. And uh, you know, it was just me, him and another guy. And we sat there with two straight days, 48 hours. We, recorded about 75 minutes of music and uh from there it just kind of snowballed it was just he was just like you know what this was really good and it's so because I you know I'm multi-instrumentalist so I, I you know I brought my banjo and my ukulele and my lap steel guitar and all these instruments and he was just like he's just like you know what? if you could play all these instruments I'm gonna bother you like way more than you want me to and I was like all right go ahead and then sure enough it just kind of snowballed from there so what, what, what was that game that game was called snow runner which is a a uh, truck driving game. It's big in Russia, actually. Um, so you basically you're like hauling, you know, logs across the Russian yeah. and all that. It's kind of like a meditative game in a way too, because it's very slow moving. But like you know, you gotta you gotta be uh, what's the word? You know, you have to have good control of your of the the world that you're in, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Those games are super popular these days all over. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Like a buddy of mine is obsessed with this game where you just power wash. I forget, power I wash simulator you just power wash houses <laughs> yeah there's something to it i guess you know i mean you know my wife is also obsessed with that exact same game power oh, wow. <laughs> that's funny that's funny um so to date then i have to ask is there a particular video game score that you are most proud of of having worked on yeah i mean i've i've been quite happy with all of them i would say that mm. Uh, the Evil Dead was probably one of the bigger ones I got to work on. And that one was like a huge feat for me because I took on a lot of responsibility. And I, you know, in the game, you could play as two different, uh, you could play as the good guy or the bad guy. 
So I did like the whole bad guy side and then like the the main producer and like a couple other composers did the other half. So I was had this whole half of musical uh and they and they actually they hired the um the actual composer for Evil Dead to do like the title, the main title theme and all that. So it was a cool project to be involved in and it was a big, you know, it's kind of a it's a very niche uh movie series, uh mm -hmm. but the fans are hardcore and uh so it was cool. And the cool thing about that was it was like this cool orchestral kind of horror music, uh, which I had never done before. And then we also had these, you know, these little in-game missions that they would, you know, DLC missions they would come out with. And so I got to do music for like the trailers for that and the little the missions themselves, which we made like some heavy metal songs and stuff. So it's just a wide spectrum of, of a musical palette there, uh, which was so cool to cover all these different uh things usually in a game it's like you know hey we want the music to be like this and that's that you know uh which is totally cool also but you know to to have a big spectrum like that was was a super cool thing and it was you know it was a well-received game it seemed so mm -hmm. that was probably my my favorite thing to be involved in i love it i played that game loads but i had no that's... idea you're involved no i do awesome awesome yeah if you ever <laughs> play as the demon that's all that music is me so <laughs> Okay, going back to your personal projects and potential releases, um, yeah. give me a bit of a rundown, if you can, kind of what you're working on right now, what what we might uh, see in 2024 from you. Yeah, so I am currently uh, taking some of the music from my album, Music That Makes No Sense, and trying to get a band together for live performance. So an mm. uh, old buddy of mine from college, uh, I've been talking to Leigh, who's a drummer, and he has a buddy who's a bass player. So we've just been meeting as the three of us trying to work out if we can play it as a trio power trio kind of things so or just guitar bass and drums and trying to use some electronic elements to uh fill up spaces and make some cinematic type of things you know i always like to mix like that uh you know rock and fusion and jazz with like the cinematic elements that's kind of like my style i would say um so that's my goal this year is to kind of get the live thing together and do a show probably in new york city hopefully maybe in the fall uh, so going to be spending, you know, the next couple months kind of working on that. And, uh, you know, I have a, another band as well. That's like an awesome mm -hmm. three-part harmony to style group, kind of like Eagles, Fleetwood Mac, Crosby, Stills, Nash, classic rock kind of style. Uh, and we're kind of like trying to do big things and tour and stuff like that. So uh, between those two acts, I mean, that keeps me quite busy. And then, uh, you know, hopefully just working on some more video game stuff. You know, it always comes in, you know, uh, at some point early in the year so probably in the next couple of weeks get started on a new project of sorts and uh you know so that's kind of uh what i have in store the main thing again just getting the live band together and yeah. and you know hopefully another album from me I, I plan to hopefully do an album a year you know that's my goal because i just have so many wacky ideas up there you know i want to I want to rival Frank Zappa if I can with the amount of albums I put out. So, <laughs> you got some work to do there, but I yeah, love, I love it. Work. I don't know if it's doable, but I'll try. <laughs> well, the clue is in volume one with your debut album, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Okay, right. This is Ozzy Osbourne, and in his head are randomized cards of everything and anything, um, um, including submissions from other bands and artists. What we do now is well, that's some random ones, and uh, you answer them. Yeah. All right. Okay, so this is a straightforward one. Is punk dead? Is punk dead? Mm. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not really a huge punk guy. I don't know, but I, I do have a buddy who's in, like, a punk band, and I'm actually, like, a big fan of his band. They're called Slugwater. Check them out. Um, 
And uh, so I don't think it's dead. I don't think any music's really dead. I think everything has just been sort of, uh, what's the word? Everything's like a niche now, right? It's just like yeah. how the whole world works. Like you don't have mm -hmm. to buy from the big companies. You can seek out little things. So I think it's it's not that, it's just that things are not uh, as visible in the mainstream, you know? So I don't think anything's really dead. I just think you have to search for it a little harder these days. You know, that's my thought. Fair enough. All right, next one. What is something that never fails to make you smile? Oh, boy. Uh, Seinfeld. I mean, there you go. Mm. Big Seinfeld fine. I could rewatch Seinfeld for till the rest of my life. I mean, it's just the most genius show, I think, and everything is relatable to every human being on the planet, if you ask me, in that show. Uh, that is... It's got to be arguably the number one show that has such a Marmite view, e.g. you either love it or you tend to just hate it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. There's not a lot of middlers, you know. Mm. Okay. Uh, what country or culture has the best food, in your opinion? Oh, boy, that's tough. I'm going to have to go with Italy on this one. Okay. Italian food. Um Pasta, pizza, Greek, everything. But yeah, pasta. I mean, penne vodka. That's like my number one food. Uh, but I'm also Greek. I love Greek food too. It's it's hard to hard to say. But I I think Italian is is uh, my favorite culture and my favorite uh, food. I would say. Well, I am Irish, uh, not English. Uh, we don't really, you know, neither neither Ireland or England are well known for great food. But on a personal <laughs> level, Greece, um, it's probably up there. It'd probably be, if not number one, it'd be my number two favorite oh, food. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Wonderful. Awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, man. It's been a lot of them, but... Mm -hmm. uh... Well, even if you think of a really good one, I suppose. <laughs> there's a, there's actually a couple. One of them is is a uh, one of them. I don't know if I was told directly, but it's a quote that I heard about Bob Dylan's. Uh, I think Bob Dylan's grandma maybe told him that you you know practice kindness because everyone out here is fighting the the hardest battle, right? Meaning, just existing on this planet is enough of a battle for every human being that you got to just you know be patient with people and everyone's got their own thing and you got to respect other people's i just thought that was like one of that was kind of like a mind-blowing like wow she's so right like everyone is out here just fighting this existence because mm. it's just so bizarre that we're all here and we're all dealing with it in our own way whether we know it or not so um that was that was big for me and uh just the other day somebody gave me a great piece of advice which was you know, I was just thinking about, um, uh, again, just how, how people view this social media thing and how they uh, approach, uh, quote unquote, making it or becoming known or whatever. And somebody gave me a great piece of advice, which was, you know, you don't want to make, you don't want to be a, a, a you don't want to chase that uh, million dollar deal for the rest of your life, right? They're mm. like, He's, he's in the real estate business. So he's like, yeah, I know people that have been chasing that that big deal. They're going to finally close that big deal. 50 years they've been working, you know, and they're going to get $10 million all in one shot. And it's like, it's never going to happen. You're better off chasing a million deals that are each worth $10, you know? Um, and I just thought that was a very great way to, to think of it. Like you're better off just kind of uh, growing something slow and steady and, and you know, just, just like that slowly, nice and easy. And step not by step. going for that big dream that and then it never happens and then you're totally let down and so i thought that was a good piece of advice that i got recently of like you know try to see things like that 
do a do a million deals that are 10 bucks each and you'll be mm. just satisfied you know so yeah i like that i do like that that's good yeah okay i got one more for you what is something you find so boring but others tend to love <laughs> oh boy uh i'm gonna say since i'm a musician i'm gonna say just like mundane practicing is like i find it to be exhilarating i i could sit there and just play scales like stuff that like isn't tech quote unquote musical you know i could just play scales and, and chords and just sit there on my guitar for hours and i know a lot of people don't have the patience for that and would probably again like you know like you said maybe get bored after a couple minutes of doing it um so yeah that's like a, a pretty mundane thing other than that i would say as i mentioned earlier i think just like you know at the end of the night when i've worked all day it's 11 o'clock at night i'll sit down and i'll watch some tv but you won't find me sitting on the couch at 3 p.m. That's for sure. So mm. I'd say that might be a, <laughs> like sitting around just lounging, watching TV is uh, unless there's like a, a good, you know, a big uh, football fan, American football fan. So I like to watch uh, some football from time to time. But oh, so you do uh, like that. <laughs> so that's about the extent of me relaxing on the couch. But um, yeah, most of the time I would say it's, you know, something like, you know, you won't you won't find me kind of just lounging around unless it's late, late in the day. Or, uh, but yeah, I think the practicing thing is that's like, I could do it all day, every day. Just, I never get bored of it. So. Well, considering, um, how busy you are constantly, thank you very much for giving me your time in this regard. Um, we'll leave it there. Basically watch this space in 2024 promises to be very, very busy. And of course, getting this live band together and getting out and playing some shows seems like the most exciting thing to be happening right now in your world. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for making the time for me as well. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It is gratefully appreciated. You can find us over at gbhbl.com, our full website, where reviews, news, and so much more goes up daily. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, at GBHBL. Just search for GBHBL and you will find us out there. We also have merchandise on sale. You can access the shop via the website.